Faith, Hope and Love, episode 196, The Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph, Year A. The Christian family can and should be called the domestic church. To see the family as the church in miniature and to call the church itself the family of God are ideas that have been present from the earliest centuries of Christianity. The family has a high vocation in the church because it's a communion of persons and as such it's a sign and image of the communion of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the Trinity. The family reflects the Father's work of creation. Moreover, the Christian family is called to partake of the prayer and sacrifice of Christ and it also has an evangelizing and missionary task. The Holy Family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph are a wonderful expression of the union and cooperation we're called to have as we work for the building up of God's kingdom, which includes working together as one, joined as one big family in Christ. This weekend, let us pray that families will be given every support because this is where the faith is first handed down and this is where the values of Christ can very effectively be modelled in action and in daily life. All that is good and life-giving about families is an expression of God's kingdom of unity, peace and love and mutual support. May the Holy Family inspire us deeply to reaffirm our decision to respond to every event and surprise in our lives as a loving, compassionate family. And like Mary and Joseph, may we be quick to respond to what God is doing in our lives. This is Faith, Hope and Love. The shepherds went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in a manger. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Hello everyone and may God's spirit of knowledge and reverence abide deeply in you on this last weekend of the calendar year. This is the feast of the holy family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph. We gather together for this time of pondering with reverence God's word. And so brothers and sisters let's acknowledge our sins so as to prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. Lord Jesus, you call your people to turn away from sin. Lord, have mercy. You teach us wisdom 
and write your truth in our inmost heart. Christ have mercy. You forgive sins through the ministry of reconciliation. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in inspired by the shining example of the Holy Family. O God, who were pleased to give us the shining example of the Holy Family, graciously grant that we may imitate them in practising the virtues of family life and in the bonds of charity, and so in the joy of your house delight one day in eternal rewards. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Sirach, chapter 3, verses 2 to 6 and 12 to 14. The Lord honours a father above his children and he confirms a mother's rights over her sons. Whoever honours their father atones for sins and gains preservation from them. When they pray, they will be heard. Whoever respects their mother is like one who lays up treasure. The person who honours their father will have joy in their own children, and when they pray, they will be heard. Whoever respects their father will have a long life and whoever honours their mother obeys the Lord. My child, help your father in his old age, and do not grieve him as long as he lives. Even if his mind fails, be patient with him. Because you have all your faculties, do not despise him all the days of his life, 
for kindness to your father will never be forgotten and will be credited to you against your sins, a house raised in justice for you. The Word of the Lord Happy are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. O blessed are you who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. By the labour of your hands you shall eat, you will be happy and prosper. The wife like a fruitful vine in the heart of the house, children like shoots of the olive around the table. Indeed thus shall be blessed those who fear the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion all the days of your life. Happy are those who fear the Lord and walk in his ways. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Chapter 3, verses 12 to 21. Brothers and sisters, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in the one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children or they may lose heart. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. May the peace of Christ rule in your hearts and the fullness of his message live within you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After the wise men had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfil what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. 
When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. The Gospel of the Lord In many ways, today's reading and feast continue on the Christmas message. God is truly with us in our lives, and especially in the ordinary daily events of life. It's nice that the Feast of the Holy Family follows on so closely to the celebration of Christ's birth. Christmas is a very special time for families, for treasuring the gift of our families, for being close to family and friends and remembering with love those who have gone before us and have given us so much love, friendship and care. Those who have gone before us into eternal life still smile upon us from the heavenly banquet feast which one day we will join them in. Speaking of family, there is also the blessing of the family that is our parish community, our fellow Christian communities. And in many ways this is the key. Being family in the parish and in the wider community, is where we put into action what our Lord spent his life and ministry modelling so perfectly. He truly included others, all others, into his family and into his priorities. This is very important. Our daily lives are truly meant to be transformed in a very real way by our Lord's message that we are to treat everyone we meet as beloved members of the Lord's family. Our Lord, of course, was born into our world. He was also born into a human family. He too experienced the joys and the struggles of family life. It may have been a very close family, but things were far from always being a case of happy families. Rather, the holy family of Jesus, Mary and Joseph faced all sorts of difficulties and struggles and grave dangers in their time. This includes having to flee for their very lives to Egypt as refugees in order to escape the deadly jealousy and malice of King Herod. Herod meant to find our Lord and kill him if he did find him. His murderous jealousy was so bad he even killed many infants of the same age in an attempt to destroy the Messiah. What a horrible situation. To our Lord, family meant so much. He had the greatest respect for his parents, and he was highly critical of anyone who dared to neglect their duty to their parents under some weak excuse of religious obligation taking them elsewhere. To him, the duties of family were an expression of the mutual duty of care and love that we owe to our beloved Father of all in heaven, just as we owe them to our parents on earth. But in another place in the Gospel, our Lord makes a rather contradictory or seemingly contradictory statement about his family 
When his mother and other relatives come to see him, they cannot get inside because of all the crowd. So they call for him and send a message in to him to let him know that they're out there. Our Lord replies, Who are my mother? Who are my brothers? They are anyone who hears my words and keeps them. They are my brother, my sister and my mother. Mary, that first and most perfect disciple, rose to both invitations and was our Lord's mother in fact and also his mother in a discipleship of his word. All are invited to respond to this wonderful invitation. Jesus welcomes us to be real members of his family and to be part of God's life. And at the same time we're challenged to treat everyone around us as if they are our relatives too. For in Christ, that is exactly who they are. In fact, it's precisely because family means so very much to our Lord, in fact, family means everything to our Lord, that he can make that stunning claim. He loves his family. He continues to show care and devotion to his mother Mary. He was an obedient and attentive son to his stepfather, the humble Joseph, as well. The image of God that our Lord presents to us is revealed as a loving and inclusive family. Father, Son and Spirit, three persons in one God. A family in itself, sharing perfect union, communion and one nature as God. It is into this family, this community, that our Lord invites each of us. We are welcomed and implanted into the very life of God, into God's inner nature. We share the inner relationship of God as members of God's family. So our Lord is not narrowing the definition of family, but he is quite literally extending the definition of family to include many others and to exclude no one from the invitation. How would the world be different if all people truly and really saw each other as if they were related as blood relations? What would it be like if people being treated as the least in this world were suddenly recognised by everyone as if they were just like their own sister, brother or mother? As I drive along in my car, I often reflect on people's values revealed by how they drive. Who amongst us, if we were stuck behind some cautious driver, would not check their behaviour if they realised the person in the car ahead of them was their own sister or mother or brother? Would we tailgate someone to pressure them to get out of the road to the point where they panic and almost run off the road? Would we do that to our own mother? Surely we wouldn't sharply overtake one of our own family members, leaving them to panic at the side of the road. Would we erratically and aggressively drive towards another car until it almost crashed if it was our own sister or brother? I think not. And if it was, we're in real trouble. Our Lord is saying, in a real way, all of those people on the road and everyone we meet are really our brothers, sisters and mother, and we should treat them accordingly. So presumably when people are tempted to treat another poorly, They can't be thinking of the people around them as if they were their own flesh and blood, brother, sister, mother, son, daughter, and the people we see on the news almost nightly, locked in violent attacks and counterattacks on enemies, obviously don't see each other as if they were beloved, cherished, flesh and blood, member of their own family. 
If they thought like this, how many conflicts could be solved humanely? Our Lord's life and ministry shows that this is not just a pipe dream, but a real world-changing attitude. Difficulties and conflicts occur even in families, even amongst blood. But the ties of family are often an enormous motivator for finding respectful solutions long after other connections have well and truly broken down. Our Lord was never stuck on exclusive membership of anything, and so he invites us to be family members of his. Along with everyone else, there's plenty of room in the family for everyone. May this profoundly affect our daily lives. May it give to the world a deeper sense of reverence and respect for the dignity of every human person and give us peace as one family of many nations, cultures and languages. This is what the world longs for and for which it quietly hopes. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The family of Nazareth calls us to the manger. Now in faith we come to pray for the needs of all. For the family of God, that the church may be united in heart, mind and voice. Let us pray to the Lord. For the family of the world, that our efforts for peace will end conflict and division. Let us pray to the Lord. For families in need, that during this season we may be aware of their situation and offer practical assistance. Let us pray to the Lord. For this family of faith, that we will show the love of God's only Son to all we meet. Let us pray to the Lord. For all who are ill and those who care for them, that the Lord will grant them healing, peace and strength. Let us pray to the Lord. For the family of God who have gone before us into eternal life, that they may find now light, happiness and peace, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Eternal Trinity, we ask you to hear us, be close to us, 
and with the intercession of the Holy Family, grant our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. We offer you, Lord, the sacrifice of conciliation, humbly asking that through the intercession of the Virgin Mother of God and Saint Joseph, you may establish our families firmly in your grace and your peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For through him, the holy exchange that restores our life has shone forth today in splendour. When our frailty is assumed by your word, not only does human mortality receive unending honour, but by this wondrous union we too are made eternal. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Our God has appeared on earth and lived among us. Let us pray. Bring those you refresh with this heavenly sacrament, most merciful Father, to imitate constantly the example of the Holy Family, so that after the trials of this world we may share their company for ever. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for joining us for this time of prayer, and I pray that you have a wonderful and grace-filled new year. The Lord be with you. 
May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, from the Roman Missal, 3rd edition, copyright 2010, the International Commission on English in the Liturgy. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and revised 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, the Grail, Collins Publishers. Prayers of the Faithful, from Together We Pray by Robert Borg, E.J. Dwyer Publishers, 1993. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria, copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Faith, Hope and Love Hymn in Memory of William John Kelly, inspired by 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, music by Paul W. Kelly, copyright 1996, Updated lyrics by Paul Kelly and Stephen Kelk, arranged and sung by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Please visit homilycatholic.blogspot.com. Production by Kelly Enterprises Resources. May God bless and keep you.